Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn how to document their family history and celebrate their discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny, and we're the two blondes here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Every two weeks, we will cover a new topic to help you document your family history. Our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, is a place where you can find additional materials on the topics we discuss, including forms and resources. Please email any questions or comments to us at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 13. Today, Penny and I will be discussing probate records. But before we get into that, uh, Penny and I took advantage of um, Ancestry's uh, sale that they had on uh, DNA kits. So we each broke down and we got one. <laughs> We've spit into the cups and we mailed them back. So now we are waiting for our DNA results from Ancestry.com. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it should be interesting and a good learning experience. So well. we will be doing a um, podcast on DNA um, in, a, in the future after we get our results back. So we both have experience working with uh, Y-DNA testing, mm -hmm. but we've never done the um, autosomal DNA right. ourselves. So that should be interesting. Right. So Penny, what wine do we have today? Oh, the important part. The important part. So it's October. And October is, uh, you know, Halloween and stuff. And I was walking through the grocery store and saw this really cool bottle that was wrapped in a paper wrapper covered with skeletons and just, oh, just the neatest thing. The artwork is gorgeous. The artwork is gorgeous. And it is called Curious Beasts Chardonnay. Um, it's from California. And this... And on the side, oh, it's got lots of little things to read on the side, but one of them says, From ghoulies and ghosties and curious beasts and boring white wines, deliver us. <laughs> and, and it was really good. It was very delicious. And, uh, yeah, you should try it. And the label, I had to keep the paper bag it came in just because it's so pretty. The artwork is it's so great. Beautiful. And yeah. it's great wine. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice for October. All right. Yes, everything's working out for October. This is episode 13. That's right, it is. And we have a ghoulish wine. Right, and we're going to be talking, talking about, about Will. Death records. <laughs> All right. So perfect. And we didn't plan any of that. No, we didn't. Yeah. No. All right, so probate okay. records. I love probate records. If you can find them. Okay, so what, what are probate them. records, Amy? What are they? Well, probate records are those records that are uh, usually filed with the local co county courts, either the probate court or a surrogate's court, depending on um, the location. They have different names. And uh, when someone dies and they own property, either real estate or personal property, usually both, then the um, heirs have to go to court and have that um, estate divided among the heirs, determine what, who the heirs are, uh, also determine if there are minors, then who the guardians will be of those minors, and take an inventory and make sure that the property is distributed. Okay, so there's lots of papers involved in probate. There can be. There if can the be. Estate is, if the estate is 
very large it can, mm -hmm. and it can go on for years so you can mm -hmm. just because if your ancestor died one year you may not you may be seeing probate go on and on for five sure. six ten years after that individual right. died um, I've even seen where heirs will go to court and want the administrator who might be a brother or uh, mother-in-law or maybe stepmother um, they're complaining because the administrator is taking too long to distribute mm. and settle the mm. uh, estate. So sometimes you'll see that, right? That, um, wanting them, to, urging them to, to settle right. things. So yeah. So when you're documents. searching for these, don't look just at the death date. You need to look well after as right. well. So. Right. Right. Um, okay, so in the probate, you know, we have will and testament. I'm leaving my last will and testament. I'm mm -hmm. a sound mind and body. So the, the difference between the will and the testament is the will covers the land and the testament covers the property, right. personal property. Right. But an ancestor did not need to leave a will, not everyone. Unfortunately, no. not all of our ancestors Most. made wills, last wills and testament. When they did, we thank them and we are so grateful to yes, them for that. I'm not that. thanking any of mine right now because <laughs> I can't find a darn one. <laughs> but when someone dies, we say they died testate or intestate. Mm -hmm. If they died testate, then they did leave a will, mm -hmm. which is great. If they died intestate, they did not leave a will. But there's also, even if they died intestate, there can still be paperwork for people that uh, come Absolutely. to the court. And Absolutely, right, right. If they died intestate, it doesn't mean necessarily that there won't be a probate. Yeah. But it's just that they didn't leave uh, direct instructions will. on how they wanted their property to be divided up. Right. So the, the good news is for family researchers, Many of these probate records, um, especially wills, have been um, abstracted and written and compiled in, in books that you can find in, um, on WorldCat or in your local um, research library, different repositories. And they've also been digitized. So many of them, many counties are digitized and you can get microfilm from the Family History Library or you can find it on familysearch.org, mm -hmm. or on Ancestry, mm -hmm. or even on some other um, library, um, state library websites. Right. So they're not all right. there, though. They're not all digitized, so don't go thinking, I'm going to find my ancestors' will. Right. Uh, some states have not digitized them because the laws are different in, in each state. Mm -hmm. The Ancestry has a new um, record set up for the probate wills and guardian papers and... And how does that work for you? And whatnot. Um, I find it very easy to search. It's kind of hard. Well, it takes a little bit of time maneuvering, and I found playing around with it yesterday that the easiest way to get to it is on the search page. Go down to the map of the country, click on your state, and all the records will come up for that state, and you scroll down to where it says wills, probates, guardian, um, all that stuff. And the very first one, it will say... Uh, new, I mean, over on the side, it's a new record set that they have, and then you go into that, and then you can put in your, and everything is indexed, so you can put in your, you don't have to search it, mm -hmm. um, or browse through, you can put in your ancestor's name mm -hmm. um, in there, or an ans I put in an ancestor's name, it didn't come up with a will, but he was mentioned in a will. Right, right. So, right. you know, however briefly and unhelpful that was, but, you know, yeah. that, could, that could be helpful if it's a woman's name. Right. You know, maybe right. you're looking for that woman's right. name. Right. Yeah, so that that's a good. Those are good places to start. Just mm -hmm. start online, 
then go to your library because you really need to do a very thorough search and always at the end if you don't find what you need online then you need to look at the courthouse and also mm -hmm. let's go back to when we first started out you know doing our research log please make note of where you looked right. and check it off so you don't get through the end of the list and say oh look at here's a new website I haven't mm -hmm. looked there well you did <laughs> you did mm -hmm. earlier but you never marked mm -hmm. it off so make yourself a list of every place that you've looked so you don't do yes. the double work. Right, because you will mm -hmm. be going to many different repositories and many different books. You're going to be looking in a lot of places mm -hmm. for these probate mm -hmm. records. And uh, yeah, you need to make sure that you don't backtrack and right. you don't end up doing Use repeating. that research log. Right. Okay. Now, you won't find many women in having wills. Right. If the, if the wife died prior to her husband, if she predeceased her husband, more than likely there will not be a will. There will not be a division of any property because she didn't own anything. It was everything was in her husband's name. Mm -hmm. You will see women who will um, be um, uh, renouncing their dower rights after their husband dies, uh, or sometimes you'll see that in also in, tra in property transactions as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. But um, if the wife uh, outlived her husband, then you mo you may find uh, a probate record of some sort for for the wife. Maybe not a will, but at least um, mm -hmm. some also sort of depending property. on the time period too, True. as laws change and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, so documents that we find, you mentioned. Um, what are things that you'll find in these probate records sometimes you have a cover letter you, you will know. usually well it, I mean today when we do when you do probate research um, in the the 20th and 21st century you're looking for a um, formal administration you're looking for some sort of document that tells the court this is the, the individual who is the administrator mm -hmm. we don't call them uh, executors anymore. We call them administrators of the of the estate. So there's going to be a formal administration, and usually that will then outline maybe who the heirs are. Uh, today it does. In the past, it may say who the heirs are, or it may just establish that this is the individual who's going to be administrating, and he's been appointed by or she had been appointed by the court. Okay. After that, I mean that will give you an idea of when the process started. After that, you're going to be, you're always going to find an inventory because that's, they had to find out exactly what the individual owned. So there's always going to be an inventory. Okay. It's going to be a list of everything that, that they owned and the value. And that's going to include, uh, it's not going to include land, it's going to include personal property. Then you're going to find usually a distribution at the very end mm -hmm. of all that property. Either there's right, a sale. So there's going to be a sale, and it's going to say who, who bought what and how much they paid for it. And you need to look through that because oftentimes the widow is actually buying things back from the estate, or the children are buying their their father's okay. property back. Um, again, you know, they, you see the son purchased a cow, or the son the, the widow purchased some cooking utensils or right. something like okay. that from from yeah. the auction. So. Um, Interesting. Those are the things that, that you will find. Uh, you will find um, that if the widow is the administrator, then she will have her dower portion 
um, and then the rest of the estate will then be divided among the heirs and it will usually list it may not say that these are sometimes it says they're the heirs sometimes it just everybody's getting an equal portion mm -hmm. and it talks mm -hmm. about the heirs getting their portion mm -hmm. so that's that's when you see that those are the heirs right well one thing I want to mention is you know there's Sometimes you'll find a lot of papers in this packet when you're mm -hmm. when you're going through there, and the handwriting is kind of difficult to read sometimes. If you're mm -hmm. lucky, you get a, a good stenographer there taking those notes or rewriting everything. But be sure and plan to spend some time reading through it. You don't mm -hmm. just want to look at it and go, oh, there's like 10 pages here. <laughs> I can't read this stuff. Right. You'll miss a lot of information if you mm -hmm. don't plan to take the time to to attempt to read through this. Yeah. You will, you'll get to, to see you, how your ancestor lived, and that's mm -hmm. important, by, by the possessions that they had, mm -hmm. um, by who's involved. You will find other mentions, perhaps, of siblings. This is mm -hmm. why it is important that you know the siblings of your ancestors, because that may help identify if you have a, well, it's gonna help you identify that this is the right will. Right. Correct. These are the right, this is the right family because all these children are mentioned and all these children I know are mm -hmm. with this family. Well, and it could also solve a mystery or start a mystery too. If you find the will and the siblings are mentioned but your ancestor is not mentioned, mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there could yes. have been a rift there or, right. or something. And, right. and um, one thing I did learn was the oldest son is not always mentioned even if he's the direct heir. So that might also be uh, something too. So if you're looking at the oldest, if your ancestor is the oldest mm -hmm. son, he is just mentioned as the heir. He might mm -hmm. not be mentioned by name, but the brothers and sisters are. So you have to really read it through to see, oh, is another person mentioned here? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, look at who witnessed the will. Mm -hmm. Look at who uh, is taking inventory of the property. And then if there are minor children, look for those guardianships. Right, where did they go? Because uh, oftentimes you may have uh, children from uh, a first marriage, the wife died, the man remarried, and then he has children from a second marriage. And I've seen that where the older children are um, assigned one guardian who mm -hmm. was an, a relative of mm -hmm. the first wife, and then the younger children are assigned a different guardian. So that kind of helps right. you determine and they oh, and children? depending on the time they had to have been assigned to the actual parent the mother who's left yes right the mother automatically doesn't right. get doesn't guardianship get the doesn't get guardianship over over yeah her we think children. we to, in this day and age we think right. that's really odd but that's the way it was no, so usually it's a, a usually a, most of the time it's a male relative of some sort yeah. yeah occasionally the mother will be assigned the guardianship but, yeah um, yeah so, so look, you have to look in different places. Um, guardianships may be filed um, in different books mm -hmm. than um, the, the wills. The wills may be filed separately as well. So you might right. you need to be looking for the, in the will books. Then you need to be looking in letters of administration. You need to be looking in court order books as well. I mean, this is really, you're looking in many different parts yes. of the courthouse records yes. for this. And then you're looking for guardianships. And then you're looking in the deed books to see how that property was divided, was divided up. up. Because sure. again, that will mention 
all the children, right. the heirs of that estate. Right. So. Now, I did find a guardianship um, packet for um, for one of my ancestors, and it, it was fascinating to to read all those papers. And when I found it, I will I will tell you, I knew the date was around um, 1874. The books that it was listed in when I found it online was not that date. So you might have to do a little bit of hunting and hope that they were indexed where you can just type in the name and find your, your ancestor. But if you're browsing, plan on spending some time and browsing through lots of potential records because it might be there and you, you just are not you know, making that connection. Right. So Yeah, I would say in my experience, maybe only 10% are actually indexed where you can just put first name in, last name in, and hit right. the button and search. Most of the time, you have to go in and use the index that has been digitized in the Correct. book itself. Correct. And even then, I've had difficulty sometimes finding records to the point that I contacted the courthouse, asked them, can you please send me the index for this particular probate file? And this was a very wealthy, wealthy man in Georgia. He had a lot of property, and he died intestate, um, which was a little odd because... He had a lot of property. Yeah. Think he would have had a will. He was into his 70s uh, at the time that he died. Uh, but I was just not having any luck in the digitized records on Family Search. Once they sent me a complete listing of all of the records for his probate, I had the books in the page. It was all typed out mm -hmm. um, 20th century, and this man died in 1860. I was able to use those books and pages and go back into Family Search, and I was able to pull up every single one right. of the documents. So. Right. Um, sometimes it's going to take yes. a little bit of a back and forth. Yes. Use the index. So when you're kind of go over, if you found, you think you've got a guardianship papers or a probate or whatever, mm -hmm. you find the book that correlates to what you're looking for, will and testament, guardianship. And at the beginning of these books, when you look at them online, it's just like you're looking at a microfilm reader. You know, instead of scrolling through, right. you're just clicking the next right. button. Start at the beginning and look for the look for the index and go through and find your ancestor's name. Now, if you've got if your book says um, volumes E, F, G, or E through G or something like that, that means there's going to be three books on that particular microfilm. If you don't see it at the beginning index, that doesn't mean that it's not in the other two indexes. You're going to have to maneuver your way through this. Vol these three volumes or however many volumes are on there and find the other indexes because mm -hmm. you might be in the last one. Right. That, that happens a lot both in the courthouses and online. Mm -hmm. They will have microfilmed or they will have digitized um, multiple books on one reel of film right. or within one record. So you have to, you'll be going along and you'll see page 200, 300, and all of a sudden you'll see page 10. Well, obviously, like, you skip to the next yeah. book. <laughs> so you need to backtrack a little bit yeah. and then find that index there. Yeah. So it, it does take um, some time, but it's very fruitful. Right. But just make sure you know what you're looking at at the beginning. If it's one volume, if it's right. ten volumes, mm -hmm. you know, and you think mm -hmm. it might be in there. Right. And this yeah. is, again, where your, your um, research log comes in because mm -hmm. then you need to make sure that you write down that you've looked at all three of those Absolutely. volumes. And so. you've cleared that, checked it yes. off. You don't have right. to go back and do it again. Yes. Now, if you do find that you, um, there are many, like I said, wonderful 
um, compilations out there that people before we had digitization, before we had microfilm, they actually went to the courthouses and abstracted these wills from court mm -hmm. records. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of books out there that have that information. If you find it, um, I have a wonderful book from Shenandoah um, County, Virginia, where my one and line, a couple lines come from. And so I have multiple people, multiple ancestors in this book. But now I can, what I can do is I know the book and the page from the county records that I can uh -huh. use to go get the complete will. Because right when you're looking at an abstract, you're just looking at portions. Right. The most important, what they have considered the most important portion of the record. But right. you want to look at the whole, whole record. Thing. Because there could be some things in there that you need to know. So you need to take that information, go back to the courthouse, mm -hmm. and request it. You can email them, write them a letter, or go to Family Search and or see ancestry. if they have right, and see if they have the complete right. record on there. And yeah. order the microfilm, have it sent to your local um, history center, or, or look right. online. So right. yeah, you want to look at the whole record. Yeah, and I think they're fascinating once you once you get all that down to see, especially the list of inventory which your which your ancestors owned. I think is really interesting, and it they is. list everything. It is right, and there's usually, there's going to be some you know the lot, there's going to be some doctor's records there because if they were ill prior mm -hmm. to to um, to dying, there's going to be you know what what medicines mm -hmm. they had because the doctor's oh. going to send the last bill. Yeah, um, don't take that. No. There's usually going to be they usually <laughs> if they were wealthy they usually had a a tab at the local oh. general store so that person's going to be sending and saying look so and so needs this. I was actually able to prove um, the individual did not he died with intestate he died without a will, but in the inventory there was um, a listing uh, from a doctor who said, I came and saw Miss So-and-so, the daughter. And so that's how I was able to prove, that was the only way I could prove the oh. relationship between the father and the daughter. Oh my goodness. Was through the doctor's, doctor's records who came and said, you know, I, you owe me, you know, it was $3 for this and I gave her yeah. this. And yeah. so, yeah, that was, that was how we were able to prove Interesting. that. Interesting. So, yeah. Of course, you got to read that. You could have totally skimmed over that and right. just yeah. not ever caught it. Yeah. So, and it, sometimes it's, it's, it's not easy going. Yeah. So I had another um, probate record from uh, Leon County, Florida. It was 60 pages. Oh, my goodness. Again, another wealthy um, plantation owner. He died um, in the 1850s, and um, he, luckily he left a will. But there was also a very lengthy estate. One of the children sued her, well, her husband sued the other heirs, um, because he thought that some of the slaves that she received were defective, and so therefore they were lesser value. Oh my goodness! So they actually sued. So then there's this back and forth yeah. court battle between um, the the daughter and her. her well, siblings. and then you know you can go right. You can find the records from the from the court case. Right. In addition. Exactly. Right. Right. So you 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 can you can start here and end up with you know looking at a lot of other places and wow. getting a lot of information about your ancestors. So. That's fascinating. Yeah. Kind of wish my ancestors did some kind of fight or something, but no. So far, nobody's left a will that I can find. This is really? very frustrating. I know these people. I, maybe I didn't have much. I don't know. Didn't own land. Well, that's true. You if know. your ancestor did not own a, a whole lot, um, then yeah. You're going to have to use other means. So, yeah. um, using yeah. the tax records too, um, in correlation with trying to find a probate, you can use the tax records for that county. You can look to see 
perhaps if um, your ancestors listed and then all of a sudden his wife is listed, that means that he died. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this in a previous podcast. Um, so that will give you an idea of when you can start looking for mm-hmm. um, a probate record. So Sure. Yeah. Now, I have one that... Um, a line that where we were hoping to get into DAR, but the individual died. We have his death record, but he did not leave a probate, and he left nothing in any of the court that we could find any court books. No reference. There was one reference to him about being assigned to be um, in charge of this one particular road, uh-huh. um, but other than that, That's nothing. nothing. So I cannot connect him uh. to his son, um, who was the oldest. The younger, there's only one other son. He died young. Yeah. His death record, too. But when this individual, when the ancestor died, uh, there's no death record for that, in that county for that particular <laughs> year. So we're still looking. Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Yeah, I know. It's very so frustrating. It but, but the search is always fun, though. It's just, you know, even if you get frustrated when you don't find it, you have to mm-hmm. sit there and think, well, where else can right. I look? Right. Now, unfortunately, the earliest records will probably not be indexed Mm. and you are just going to have to roll up your sleeves and sit down there in the courthouse and start or online and just go through page by page however the 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 record set on ancestry is indexed and they usually start in 1634 i want to say Mm -hmm. yeah whatever ones they have and they have them for all 50 states but again like you said amy not everything is going to be in there, but they do have quite a bit. It's, um, a, it's important that before you start into the records, look to see what the description of that database is. What does that series entail? What counties are involved? Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be that there are only um, a handful of counties from the state that you're looking in. So make sure that the county right. that you you want is in that right. record set Absolutely. So, or in a time period too. Right. So. And if they are indexed where you can type in the person's name, don't just start off on the Ancestry opening search page or a family searches general search page because then it's searching you know, thousands and thousands of documents. Right. Go to, uh, do the specific search, go to the card catalog, or like I said before, go to the map and click on the state and find the exact set of records you want to search and just search within that set of records. That search, um, you know, what, what it's got set up in its system, I am not a computer person, clearly, but the, you know, the parameters of the search are different in each uh, of those record sets than they are as the general search that you're going to do. So you might not ever find it if you just do the general right. search. Absolutely. Go yes. to the record that you want right. and then search within that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for probate records on family search in Lepi in Florida, um, most of them are have been digitized and are available through FamilySearch.org. But again, you have to go to the state specifically, mm-hmm. click mm-hmm. on the map, go to the state. And then look all the way to the bottom, and it says probate records, and click in there. Mm-hmm. And then it goes by county. So you actually have to start digging, drilling down. You're not right. putting in um, any names, right. so right. because you're not going to be you're not going to be searching the full record, right? If you do, so yeah. Roll up your sleeves, and dig into some probate records, and I think you will find that. Well, maybe you didn't find they were fruitful, Penny. <laughs> But your genealogy, your your family is strange. I'm, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. Someone <laughs> they don't have will, DNA. You're going to get some DNA. Oh. So. <laughs> we'll Where into, am I from? We'll get into that in a, 
we'll get into that another time. We'll find out soon when my when my DNA comes back, and which better come back good and not. This test is not applicable. Uh, um, yes, yeah, so get some probate records and find your ancestors out yep. there. And you'll not only you'll not only will you prove kinships, but you will also um, find out uh, a little more about how your ancestor lived and, and what their life was like. And that's yes. really cool. Yes, and then when you're done, enjoy a glass of Curious Beast Chardonnay in honor of your probate search and end of October. End of October. Yeah. So, all right. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.